Oscar, where's 1049 Park Avenue? This is 1049 Park Avenue! Can two divorced men share an apartment without driving each other crazy? Welcome to 1049 Park Avenue, an odd couple podcast. Ted Linhart, Garrett Eisler here with you in 2022. Happy New Year, Garrett. Happy New Year. Where's Felix? Oh, yeah, we should have done something for New Year's <laughs> Eve or somehow had a quote or a clip from the show, but I think I was just too lazy. And I'm sure others have, have thought of that. Yeah. We should have. So, season had- five. This means a new year, a new season. It does. And the last season, season five. Yeah. The final frontier. You're mixing your. We do talk a lot about Star Trek on the show. Yes. But uh, uh, there's really no connection in this episode. Oh, okay. Well, the final something. <clears throat> yes. The final season. Then we still have to figure out what to do next. Someone on Facebook, I don't know if you saw this did want us to do an all in the family podcast and i said really? or maybe it was on an email it was mm-hmm. an email which i added you make sure you saw it oh uh-huh and okay. i said i'm trying to get garrett to do it and i've been binging all in the family right this oh you have completely just i got into it imdb is playing is has them all imdb tv do you know that's a service uh uh i know it's a website yes well the imdb the website has started a tv service judge judy oh. is now on there with originals they spent a whoa lot wait a minute yes why don't we do that <laughs> well that's a, maybe not so interesting okay. 25 years of the of that show i love that show but anyway they have all in the family they have the unedited versions with the original opening and the original endings which were not often seen in syndication by the original opening i meant there's a narration piece in the beginning anyway Knowing you as well as I do, I do think you will like that show. I forget you've watched it and don't like it, or now, you just this, haven't watched. This is a this was a TV show on the air. Okay, that's not a funny joke because you're offending my sensibilities. I know you're aware of all in the family. all in the what it's called, but you've watched the show in the past. I can't please refresh us and the listeners. Um, me and the listeners. Well, uh, I mean, I watched it occasionally growing up uh i i doubt maybe i caught i don't know if i watched any of it while it was original airing although it went into the how did it go into the early 80s uh archie bunker's place did oh okay not, i watched that that I was not a it. well do not please do not <laughs> reject this idea because of archie oh, okay. bunker's place. that is a completely separate show that is not not, not podcast, canon. not can well not canon and not po- <laughs> more importantly not podcast worthy Right, right, right. Um, uh, All in the Family, I, I watched occasionally, I guess, maybe throughout the, in the 70s, but definitely in reruns. Uh, know the characters, but not, I do not remember episodes okay. in detail I'm the gonna, way I do The Odd Couple. I'm publicly making you do this now, and I'm going to control you after, off <laughs> at some point, because I think you're going to love the show. If you don't, that's... You know, Ted, uh, we still have season five. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, let's get to couple. that. And, and maybe some episodes merit two or three uh, well, I don't yeah, think podcast episodes. You know, I, I think it's uh, premature to. It's pre- planning, I but. I'm a planner, so all right. Let's talk about before we talk about this episode. And I, by the way, I I do hope that this is the last time during this discussion we will have to mention all in the family, right? I mean that there's it's not going to come up, right? During this episode, 
I'm doing... just saying, is it just a coincidence that you're bringing this up because All in the Family might come up again uh, while we discuss I... this particular Rain in Spain episode? No, there is no reason to mention All in the Family in this episode. Okay, great. Uh, so we're talking about season five, episode one, The Rain in Spain, which um, aired 9-12-1974. is not available on Paramount+, Plus, but is available on DVD. Uh, before we get into that, I have something I want to play, but why don't you mention the writer now so we don't forget oh, okay. to do that? Yeah, this is a another Rick Middleman special. Um, Rick Middleman uh, wrote some of uh, mine, I think our favorite episodes, such as Night to Dismember, speaking of which, the New Year's Eve episode, and Gloria Hallelujah, the computer dating episode. Uh, he wrote uh, very six episodes total starting in season two all the way to season five so um uh, a, a big player i would say and just to i've described his career i'm sure before but uh, it is amazing like talk about a prolific and long career he began his tv writing career with red skelton for the red skelton hour in 1962 and ended it in the early 90s with macgyver and murder she wrote and seems to have never not been working in between. So quite, if you're interested in the television writers with those kinds of careers, he's uh, very interesting. I, I, I don't know if I, maybe we should discuss this at the end or maybe it's obvious. I don't understand. I, most of the times I get the title and understand how it connects to the show. Oh, okay. Is it obvious why this is called the rain? Okay. The rain in Spain. Well, Ted, you may, uh, somewhere in the back recesses of your mind, you may recall a song. Yeah, The Rain of Spain falls mainly on the plane. Do you know where that song's from? No. Ah. Is it, is it, oh, wait, is it uh, My Fair Lady? Yes, very good. See, oh. I knew somewhere somewhere in your subconscious you knew that was My Fair Lady. And somehow this is about reinventing Myrna, but doesn't need to. Okay, I get it now. That's a, that's a, but that's not, usually their titles are more on the nose, right? A little more uh, on the nose. They, yeah, they're all over the place, but... Um, all right, but this one is a very apt title. Yes. So before we start, I, I, I think I we've played a clip. I have a clip from another podcast which we've done before. Same podcast. I listened to the um, Gilbert Godfrey podcast. Ah, Gilbert. Yeah. He the podcast, which you don't necessarily expect from when you think of him, is really about old Hollywood. They interview a lot of uh, legendary actors and actresses hmm. uh, who are still alive, obviously. And Gilbert loves old TV, as does his co-host, Frank. And Frank is an amazing encyclopedic knowledge of television. Anyway, they had the actress Barbara Barry on. Do you know Barbara Barry? She was Barney Miller's wife. This is exactly. Barney Miller. That's a great call that you know that. Um, <laughs> um, and, and did you know she played Gloria in the Odd Couple movie, reunion movie? <sighs> Yeah, now that you mention it, yes, that was very strange that they. Uh... <laughs> so they. So yes. I'm going to play the clip from the when the small clip from their hour and a half interview mm. with Barbara Barry. Okay. And yeah, you worked in. with, of course, the great uh, Jack Klugman and Tony Randall. Yes, you were Gloria Unger in one of those Odd Couple reunions. I don't even remember doing it, but I know I did. You it. don't. Mm -hmm. You don't. Yes. Yeah. I don't remember doing it at all, but. But then I did an odd couple movie in Vancouver for television with with Jack with Jack Klugman yeah. and Tony Randall. Tony Randall, yeah. And I played Tony Randall's wife. Gloria. 
Right. Yeah. And we were there forever in Vancouver. I thought we would never get out. Yeah. It is so boring. It's, I'm, I shouldn't say that. Well, you can edit that out. <laughs> we don't want to insult the people of Vancouver. I don't want to. I don't want to. But anyway, yeah, I remember that movie because we were there forever. Mm -hmm. And I remember they gave me gorgeous clothes, designer clothes. They didn't give them to me. How was Tony Randall to work with? Well, you know, I knew him a lot, too. I knew him, but, we, but what happened was he would just kind of ignore me for the whole shoot. We'd go to these outdoor camps. He would just kind of ignore me. And then one day... Toward the end of the shoot, he said to me, you know, Barbara, you are really a pretty woman. I said, oh, thanks, Tony. Took three weeks for him to see me. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Tony. You're really pretty. And then we became friends, you know. He had other things going. I know he had his own theater company. He did, sure. Yeah. He was very busy. National, National Theater Company, and I think. And what about yeah. Jack Klugman? Well, Jack, at, oh, I knew Jack for years. I knew him before he, when his voice started to go. We were all friends in California before I got married, really. And he was, he was a terrific guy. Uh, was? He's gone, Jack. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're all gone. And when he divorced Almost. his wife. Um, Brett Summers. Brett Summers. We were all kind of. Chummy, the Connellys and a lot of people. I, we were just a lovely group. And I remember he said to Brett Summers, look, we're going to split up. And I want you to have everything you need. So let's talk about what you need for the rest of your life. About that. You no, know, divorced people don't usually say that. He was a very good guy. He struck he, me. I don't never met him, but he struck me as a menschy guy. You can kind of get that. Very good guy. The people I really don't like, I'm not tell, talking you to You don't have about. to talk. You know, but I see, mean, that's the stuff I want. No, no. <laughs> no, but he was a, a Menchie is the yeah. perfect word for him. Well, speaking of Felix Unger, I'm going to do a, a segue here. What? You also worked with the original Felix Unger, Art Carney. Anyway, I, that's I, I didn't. I don't mind play the rest of it. <laughs> is but, that is true? It, did she work with Art Carney? Yes, yeah, she did. She goes into all the stuff she does, with and Art she Carney. does remember that. Yes. At the beginning, she sounds a little confused <laughs> at the beginning of the yes, clip, I but agree. I think I, I know what happened there. I believe. They were talking about some uh, stage work at the beginning of that. Oh, okay. And I think she thought they were saying that she worked with them on right, a stage right. version. And then right. she said, oh, I did a book. So I think that's why she's confused. Yeah. yeah. But she, she's, she's, she's 90 now. In this interview, she was like 88. Oh. She's very with it. Really yeah. an interesting no, she interview. Certainly does. She certainly does remember it. Uh, uh, but that's another time we've heard that Felix, uh, Tony Randall is kind of like a prickly person and jack klugman was <laughs> yep. really a mensch yep. like we never yep. hear anything bad about jack klugman but we hear all this weird stuff about tony randall and right. I, I remember if i remind you i when i saw him on password super password mm -hmm. in the early 80s he was difficult mm -hmm. i mean even on, on the screen. air on screen yeah, on the, like, i remember you played the the password guy talking about not yeah, password uh hollywood squares yes was, peter uh, to, uh peter marshall yeah 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 that's right, right. That was right. all right anyway yeah I thought that was an interesting uh, little And uh, gee, almost makes me, you know, now that you think of it, maybe we could add more to our podcast by, by discussing that terrible reunion. I've, yeah, I tried to watch that movie recently. <laughs> In the last, since we started this podcast, it is tough to get through. We could. It is very tough. It's season one-ish. Yeah. I wonder why they had, is, did Janice, what's her name? Yeah. Gloria, <laughs> who I should really know by now. The second time uh, we've forgotten her name, by the way. <laughs> I believe she was Hanson. Hanson. Hanson, thank you. She was still uh, alive, I don't know. but they guess they wanted someone a little. I mean, because 
because Janice Hansen is pretty much only known for that role. Yeah. Barbara Bear is a little Who more. Who knows? Maybe Janice Hansen turned it down. <clears throat> um, all right, let's move into Rain in Spain, which is based on a Meyer Farley. Did you know that? Uh, well, you know, a lot, I remember talking about that a long time ago, but I, I don't remember. So we open on Oscar in his office with Myrna in the office as well. Myrna's back is to the camera. She's facing a file cabinet. And he says, Myrna, the Billie Jean King file under K, please. And she turns around to hand him the file, but she's crying while he hands it to her. While she hands it to him, I mean. He ignores the crying and says, thank you. Now get me the Bobby Riggs file under pig, under P for pig, will you? Oh, those, those names are familiar. Yes, which is a nice callback to uh, <laughs> his episode. And I guess Oscar's still writing about that. She's still crying as she turns back to the cabinet to get the Bobby Riggs file. At this time, Felix walks in. He's all happy. And he says, hi, gang. Ready to go for lunch? And Oscar says, oh, no, I'm swamped. Can't go out today. And Felix says, oh, well, then we can eat in. And from there, we're going to play our first clip. <laughs> Did you type up that Tom Seaver interview? All right, forget about the interview. Go out and get the lunch, will you? <laughs> Type up the interview later. Give me a sandwich. Give me a salami and jelly on rye. And hold the pickle, okay? What do you want, Felix? Ask her, she's crying. Tell her what you want, will you? I don't know. A chef salad. <laughs> Never mind, I'll have whatever he's having. Oscar! <laughs> How can you let her go out like that? You're right. I forgot to order drinks. Myrna! I'm getting a salami and jelly on rye. The Odd Couple was filmed in front of a live audience. Oscar. What? She's crying. I know she's crying. Why is she crying? The usual thing, a broken romance. Oh, that's terrible. Poor nothing Myrna. new. Oh, you're a cold cookie, you know that? When you cut it out, it's not that. She always has trouble with boyfriends. Who is it this time? A guy named Sheldon. Sheldon? That's where I had to... Hello, Sheldon? <laughs> what happened? I don't know. He left a note, didn't say where he was going when he was coming oh. back. Cold cookie. Cold oh, cookie. Oh, when you cut it out. Oh, She'll find the right guy, don't worry. I'll buy that. You'll buy what? We'll find her, Mr. Wright. No, 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 no. I didn't say we'll. I said she'll find the right girl. No, no. We'll help her. You know everybody. You're in sports. You know every eligible man in New York. Oh, come on. Here it is. Well, you want me to get her a date? Why don't you get her a date? You know all the young guys. Come on. Why should a lovely person like Myrna suffer? Because if you love, you suffer. Now, I can feel for Myrna, but I can't let her love life interfere. I can't butt into her life. When my friends are in trouble, I feel it, Buster. I make it my business. What am I supposed to do with this? File it. Where? How? I don't... Who cares? You satisfied? Perfect. What I want to know is, about Myrna, are we going to row this boat with two oars or one? All of a sudden, we're in a boat. All right. All right. After lunch, I'll get her a date. You promise me? I promise. All right. Where do we eat? Where do we eat? You're only having a sandwich. Since when do I eat standing up? I don't see a place. There's your plate. And there's your toilet. 
so there's a few visuals there. Uh, Oscar hands Felix a pile of files, which is what he's asking about when he says, what am I supposed to do with this? And he throws it into an open file cabinet drawer, which, which Oscar appreciates. Uh, for Felix's place to eat, Oscar pushes stuff off his desk, brings out a bottle of ketchup, and puts it on the table and says, that's his place. And then he pulls out a piece of typing paper and says, that's his doily. Good for me. Good for you? Oh, that's works, enough for works you? Works for okay. me. <laughs> uh, so we have a new scene now. We hear the apartment buzzer ring. Felix opens to let in Myrna. She's wearing a pink peach dress. That's how I describe the color. Uh, and, and a jacket. And Felix is impressed and says, aw. Myrna says, hi, Mr. Unger. I'm here for my blind date. How do I look? Terrible. Ha, huh? I'm going home. And she turns to go leave, but Felix grabs her by the wrist and says, no, you look beautiful. Now don't talk that way. Not every girl gets a date with a big, great big football star. And he brings over to the couch and we see on the coffee table, a football, something that looks like the shape of a football and some small plates. And Felix says, look what Uncle Felix made for you, an official chopped liver football. And then we get a close-up of this football, and it is looks like food in the shape of a football. <laughs> it's hard to tell if it's chopped liver, but yeah, it's something. It's hard to tell whether the props department or the catering department actually made that, because right? it doesn't have to be eaten, so it could just be a prop. And we see some Ritz crackers around the bottom of the tray that it's on. And Felix says, see how I made the laces? I did it with little anchovies. And that we can see. Mm. If you look at it carefully, you do see the laces are anchovies. Then he says, and the valve where you pump it up, that's an olive. And again, we can see that's an olive. So that makes I, me think, mm -hmm. could it be made of chopped liver? Or is that, that seems like too much. Well, in real life, could, I mean. They could make a fake. Oh, you mean, okay. Are you asking, is the prof? really made of chocolate yes. or are you saying how do i make this at home no i'm not asking that i'm asking <laughs> what do you think the prop was actually okay. made of because the uh, two two of the three things are exactly yeah. what felix the character says it is well it's certainly it could be a combination you know, the, the, the football itself the main body of it could be fake and they could put a real olive and real sardines on that would be easy. so if it's fake what is, is it a real foot it doesn't look like a football with stuff. They could have just no. They could have made no. They just like got the play-doh or the <laughs> whatever. Papier mache, maybe papier. -mâché. Uh, yeah, maybe papier mache, and uh, uh, you know, put, made it out of anything, and then just you know, uh, dropped the olive on it with the sardines. I'm impressed that the olive and the not sardines, anchovies. Anchovies, sorry. I'm impressed that the olives and the anchovies okay. are. Yeah. There. Well, they're due. They did a close-up of it, so they, they did. Yeah. To, they did have to be careful about that, yeah. So Felix it's said, funny, a lot of time is spent on this. Yeah. <laughs> prop. Uh, so um, they did put a lot of effort into it. Felix says, I'll tell him you made it, referring to the, the date that's coming over. Myrna says, that's cute. I really appreciate all you're doing, Mr. Unger, but I'm not so good with blind dates. And Felix says, I don't want to hear any more talk like this. Now, Uncle Oscar's fixed you up with a leading score in professional football. He's going to be crazy about you. Myrna says, why? Now, Felix is annoyed. He Felix doesn't respond to why. He's just visibly annoyed with the self-deprecation Myrna has and putting herself down. And then the doorbell rings. <clears throat> Sorry, the door opens. This Uncle Felix and Uncle o Oscar stuff, <laughs> it's a little weird or Yeah. Not? Well, why do you think it's weird? Because A, she's a she's an employee of them. <laughs> That's right. He's he's not her uncle. He's her boss. She's not like a twelve year old girl. Yeah, she's, she's like a grown, a grown woman. woman. 
Yes. And I understand why they may kind of consider her a niece in the kind of the way they get involved in her life. But yeah, well, I've I've been noting this for the past season or so that it, you know, Myrna has beco- kind of become a alternate Miriam in terms of like when they need a fourth guest at the table when they're having dinner parties like she's become a member of the family with Murray you know sometimes and uh and so the the line between work and personal life has been blurred a long time ago with Myrna um in this case though I think it's notable that Oscar is not referring to her that way that it's Felix's patronizing ways I can I it's in character for Felix to behave like this to sort of take her under his wing or to be paternal toward her. Uh, but to ascribe that to Oscar, who is actually her employer, is a, a little, yeah, and it's a bit creepy that, you know. And she, if they're that close, she never calls him Felix. It's always Mr. Unger. Right, and Mr. M. Yeah. So at this point, the door opens and Oscar comes in with a shortish bald man in a suit and says, may I present Zeno Korosidin, the best place kicker in pro football by way of Albania. And from there, we'll play a, a new, another clip. My roommate, Felix Unger. How do you do? Kick. And this is Myrna Turner. How do you do? Kick. Oscar, may I speak to you a moment about your typewriter? You see What? That's the star athlete you found? At the last minute, the best I could come up with was Zeno. Doesn't look too promising, does it? Why, because he doesn't speak much English? Doesn't speak any English. Keek is not English. He's one of the sweetest, warmest guys in the world. I'm telling you, they're going along great. Just leave them alone, okay? I gotta go. Good night, everybody. Go go away. No, I go every Tuesday. cultures mixing. So every time Zeno says kick, he makes a kicking motion with his foot. <clears throat> In the middle of the scene, he has Myrna hold up a pillow like a football <laughs> for a place kick, which he kicks, and then he holds it for Myrna who kicks it. He also goes... I think is cute. Yes, he also goes to make a motion to kick the chopped liver football, but that's when Felix stops him. <laughs> right. Now, Zeno is a famous person. Are you aware of who this is? I was not aware of this until I got a glance of that in your notes. Yes. So please tell us more. So this, the, well, I'm going to go into detail here. So Zeno's played by Garo Yapremium, who was a real NFL place kicker from Cyprus. Okay, now wait a minute. So just back up a sec. Yes. So the ca- they, they give him a different name, which yes. is very similar. Yes, but they don't. Yes, because from Albania instead of Cyprus, which is geographically close. So he played nine years with Miami Dolphins. He also played six other seasons for the Detroit Lions, the New Orleans Saints and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He played in two Super Bowls and was on the winning team for both. In his rookie year, he broke an all time record at the time of kicking six field goals in a single game. That record only lasted a year, but still. Uh, there's some famous stories about him. Uh, when he came to play in 1965, he came to America just a year before he started. 
uh, he was told in his first game that his team lost the coin toss. So he went out onto the field to look for the coin because he heard the <laughs> coin was lost. Uh, the basis for the joke in this episode, this whole Keek thing, because Keek kind of became his catchphrase. His biography wow. is, 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 um, has the word Keek in it. Uh, he uh, was on the Detroit Lions. He was losing. The team was losing, but he kicked an extra point. And he ran off the field cheering as if he won the game, but that extra point didn't win the game. When fellow Odd Couple co-star and teammate Alex Karras said, <laughs> ah. what the fuck are you celebrating? Garrow said, I kick a touchdown. <laughs> and that became his catchphrase. I don't know how that exactly got out into the Well, world. you said when we were talking about Alex Karras before, you said that Karras sort of became famous by yes. telling kinds of stories. Right, maybe he told Johnny that. Carson. Yes, and Johnny yeah. Carson started to make fun of that phrase, the kick. Uh, and it was a Kika touchdown was that was the name of his autobiography, I believe. Uh, so we had two other famous things. He um, he ended the longest what is still the longest NFL game ever. It lasted seven hours overall in terms of complete playing with 82 minutes of playing time. And he ended it with a field goal. And then that was his famous highlight. His low light was in Super Bowl seven. I'm going to read this from Wikipedia. With his team leading the Washington Redskins 14-0, Yepremian was sent onto the field to kick a field goal with slightly more than two minutes left, which would have put the game out of reach. The field goal attempt was blocked by Bill Brungide, Brundige, and Yepremian managed to get the ball before any other player did. Instead of just falling on the ball to preserve the Dolphins' 14-0 lead, he picked it up and frantically attempted to throw a pass. The ball slipped from his hands and went straight up in the air. The premium then attempted to bat the ball out of bounds, but instead batted it back up in the air and it went right into the arms of his former Lions teammate, Redskins quarterback Mike Bass, who returned it for a touchdown. The Dolphins managed to hold on to win 14-7, thus completing the Dolphins' undefeated 1972 season. The premium later joked to reporters after the game, this is the first time the goat of the game is in the winner's locker room. And that incident was so famous that Barack Obama even brought it up to him <laughs> when the Dolphins came to the White House to celebrate the 40th anniversary of their undefeated season. Ah, you mean, so this is many years later, not yeah, this child. Is tw- this is 2012, yes, yes, right. <laughs> um, so this is incredible because I never, I he's so funny that it was totally plausible to me that he was some kooky character actor. Um, but what's wild is that these stories were known about. He was already somewhat famous for being a kind of sports oddball, but it's not like he gets like applause on recognition from the audience. So he's not that famous. Like the audience doesn't seem to recognize him as an actual. No, but my recollection, I don't think Alex Karras or Deacon Jones, any of the sports people got big rounds of applause, did they? There is a little, there's a little reaction when he walks in. Like I think the audience recognizes him as a person but maybe mm. there's not enough sports fans there to kind of like put two and two together maybe that is that is hilarious that they just when they had to figure out who's oscar gonna set her up on a date with yeah they yeah. just i guess he, he he was a you know he was known at the time he as was funny yeah as <laughs> so uh, that's just brilliant casting and yet another name to add to the uh list of real athletes the only show yeah as you mentioned. we have a new scene we're see the outside of a bar that says cocktails on the sign 
Uh, inside, Oscar's sitting at the bar. He says to the bartender, Al, see the girl at the end? Freshen her drink, but don't tell her who sent it, okay? And he laughs really hard at that. <laughs> Did you notice how hard? Like, he, Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's a little weird. I, I took I took that as like he thinks that's really smooth. You know? Yeah. That's his move. He's, he's enjoying getting ready to make his move. Yes, I think you're right. We cut to a shot of a kind of sad looking lonely woman sitting at the bar drinking something. The bartender pours liquid into her drink and she asks, who's this from? But Al does not answer, per Oscar's suggestion. Oscar smiles and goes to talk to her, but right before he gets in front of her, a tall guy with a very kind of cliche 70s mustache and a, and a kind of Afro hairstyle <laughs> Indeed, yeah. walks right in front of Oscar. <laughs> and she asks this guy if he sent the drink over. And he says, yeah, because who, who, who to say to her she didn't? And she says, that's class. Now sit down, sit down. And Oscar walks <laughs> away, dismayed at this turn of events. By the way, the person playing that girl is not credited. And uh, neither is Al. Well, Al doesn't say anything. Oh, okay. So, but usually people who have some line get credited. So the girl and the guy are not credited, but you're right. Oh, okay. Al, Al is not credited either. Al never says anything. Hey, Al. And then Oscar says to Al, hey, Al, I seem to be striking out all night here. What, what is it, me? And Al nods. So he does get a joke in, but he doesn't <laughs> yeah, say that's why I Yeah, that's why I wanted to know who he was, because I thought he was funny. And we do that. see his face, even though his back yeah. is to us, but we do see his right. face when he turns profile. Al nods and walks away. At this point, Felix comes into the bar with Myrna, and she says, hi, Mr. M. And Oscar says, where's Zeno? Didn't you have dinner? And Myrna says, he keeked it out the window. <laughs> Felix says to Myrna, now you just sit here and look desirable. Oscar says, what'd you bring here, her, her here for? And Felix says, well, you come here every Tuesday night and you say it's a great place for singles. I couldn't let the whole evening end with the rolled roast sailing out the window, could I? Myrna is very down. Oscar says, yeah, but suppose nothing happens for her here. Felix says, you just watched the old pro in action. Felix now approaches- Can I just pause you there? Yes. Isn't it odd? He What is he referring to as an old pro? An old pro at what? <laughs> I think he's suggesting that he is very good oh, at picking up, at picking up. No, I think he's saying that picking up. Oh, I see I your see. point. You're right. Yeah. It would suggest, yeah, he's trying to get somebody else a day. I think he's saying it just picking yeah, up he's, women. He's bragged about this before. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, uh, hubba hubba. Oh, right. oh once, hey, good looking. What's cooking? Right. 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 Um, but, but in this case, he's trying to actually pick up a man to yeah. <laughs> date Myrna. That, that's a fair point. Uh, now, Felix approaches a man who we've seen the whole time sitting at the bar next to Oscar uh, with his head on his hands, and he starts to talk to him, and we're going to play the clip, but this is a recycled joke that happens here. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. Yes. So we'll play the clip, then we'll talk about some of the visuals and what else happens uh, in this scene. Now, nothing. <laughs> well, struck out. Beautiful girl in the world. Can't get a tumble. And brainy, too. Phi Beta Kappa. Maybe she'll dig you. <laughs> you ever have one of those nights? Tonight. You and me both. The most beautiful chick in the world. Just waiting for Mr. Wright. I'm Mr. Wrong. I'm Mr. Wright. Hey, you just could be, buddy. You take my stool. Take my drink. Hi, doll. Hi. Leo. Myrna. 
No, I, I mean, what's your sign? My sign's Leo. I don't know, November. Scorpio. Is that good? Well, my horoscope said tonight's a good night for Scorpios and Leos to get together. <laughs> you here alone? Yeah, I've been alone all week. I'll put an end to that. You live alone? Uh-huh. Great. But I was thinking about moving in with my mother. She hurt her wrist and she has one of those plaster casts on. And you know how cumbersome they are. So she has to take a coat hanger and dig it in there to scratch, you know. I used to get hives all the time, just like that. They really are annoying. In the summer, I get prickly heat. Cut it out. If you're not going to pull your oar, get off the But she wasn't even trying. It's my pleasure. You weren't trying. What's going on? I try, but I can't. Halfway through, I lost interest. Why, why, why? Sheldon. Oh, oh I, I didn't know it was that important to you. We were talking marriage. I had no idea. Oscar told me it was just another romance. You listen to a man who eats salami and jelly sandwiches? You go to the ladies' room and freshen up. Here's a quarter. So, on my second safari, I knew a lot better bring a lot more medicine, be prepared, because after all, there were 40 guys with you. You just cut it out. How embarrassing me here. Will you cut it out? You told me Sheldon was just another romance. I've got a hot flash for you, mister. She's in love with Sheldon. They were talking about getting married. We'll talk about it later. I said to my gun bearer, your gun bearer, was never an African in his life. We've got to do something for Myrna. Felix, please, later. I'm busy. Too busy to talk about a broken heart? Yes. There were 200 excited Would you mind sliding me? down one, please? This is a human life at stake. Did he tell you he knows Kissinger, too? What would you say if I told you that starting tomorrow, there's going to be a new Myrna Turner. I'm going to make her over from head to foot. Now, what do you think of that? I like that jazzy music they play there. They, yeah. I feel like that's the only time we ever hear that music. Um, I don't recognize, you're right. I don't recognize it from all. I guess that's their, you know, their, their music director. No, probably not a Neil Hefty original but uh whoever is handling the the uh music coordination now how did felix know al's name well i don't know maybe i mean he clearly knew where to find oscar so oh that's true so maybe he's been here before i think what i like what i took more notice of is how funny it is (laughs) yeah uh, (laughs) yes it is very funny (laughs) to which al again has a very funny take um um but you know by the way before i forget oscar says when he leaves the apartment before this like you know where i go every tuesday night yeah so that's interesting like why is tuesday the night that oscar goes hangs out at the singles bar maybe it's free cocktails for ladies or free cocktails (laughs) for ladies maybe it's ladies night yeah yeah uh, so the now the first joke in this visual is the recycle joke where the man sitting next to Oscar, who's got his head on his resting on his fist on his arms, Felix is talking to him to, to hype up Myrna, and the guy passes out, which is right. reused from Felix's Calypso singer. Yes, with the woman who's sitting. Now that's the, not a Rick. Was that a Rick Middleman? No. So is that a coincidence? Could be a Gary Marshall thing. Oh, okay. It's funny, and it doesn't matter that it was reused because that was like three seasons ago, uh, early in season two. But um, it, it, you know, doing this podcast, we recognize it. So the second man, who we never hear his name, just his sign, Leo, he was played by Bo Capral. This is the first of his two appearances. Next week is his second appearance in the bowling episode. 
Hmm. So you're going to see him again. He also appeared on Mary Tyler Moore, Love American Style, Chico and the Man, in a, in a spoof movie called Linda Lovelace for President. Uh, did you say Linda Lovelace for President? Yes. Okay. Uh, the Jeffersons over in a Shirley One Day at a Time and even Law and Order SVU. He seems from SVU. That's like 20 years later. So yep. He, uh, he does I, seem very familiar to me. He, um, he currently has some sort of marketing or video company in like, I looked it up like in Minneapolis or oh, somewhere. He, okay. he, he's still around doing work. He does not look like this person anymore. If you go look at the picture of him on his website. <clears throat> During Murder's monologue about her mother's prickly heat, uh, <laughs> the Leo guy gives her that fist, which is kind of like that solid, <laughs> that's a <laughs> solid 70s or... solid. <laughs> fist pump, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I think in the 70s, it was like, that was what well, It's like a black power. It's like borrowed yeah. from the black power. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he, right walks, on. he walks away. <laughs> yeah, right on. It's a right on thing and walks away. Uh, Oscar's talking to a very attractive woman when Felix interrupts him. And at the end of the scene, Felix is sitting on a stool. The stool has wheels. So when Felix says, you know, what's going to happen, you know, about how he was going to help Myrna, Oscar grunts and pushes him back. So the, 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 the whole stool with Felix on it moves backwards into the bar area or into the like the main area of the bar. And it's a funny visual scene. Felix roll away. I must say how much I enjoy the depiction of the swinging singles seventies scene in this uh, in this scene. Yeah, I feel like it's it's. I think they did a good job with it. I agree. It's funny. Now the next scene, I'm not as much of a fan of. Uh, Murder sitting on the couch in the living room. Felix says, "No, sorry." The next scene is the great scene. It's the scene after this. That's not so good. This is a great scene. This is the best scene in the episode. Murder's sitting on the couch in the living room. Felix says, now let us examine your assets and liabilities. Murder says, this is silly, Mr. Unger. Felix says, no, it's not. No, it's not. When you know what you want in life, you go after it. You go, you go. Naturally, you have to make certain adjustments. Now, what is it you want? And Murder says, Sheldon. Felix says, good. Murder says, but he doesn't want me. Murder says, ah, you see, now you have a negative attitude. You've got to believe in yourself. You've got to say, I am great and I mean it. And now we're going to play the rest of this great scene. I am great. But you don't mean it. Say it. I am great. Good. Now, we're going to make you over completely. I thought I was great. That's your attitude. But your externals, your behavior, we must modify your behavior. Now, we're going to start with your walk. Show me how you walk. Where? Where? Here, walk. You see? You see? You see? Now, let me show you what you're doing. Come here. Sit. See? Here's where you walk. See, this walk says, I'll never get Sheldon. I'll never get Sheldon. You must walk like a lady, and your walk must say, Here I am, Sheldon. Here I am, Sheldon. Here I am, Sheldon. See the body high, the bust pridefully erect, the long, graceful stride, the lengthy neck, the languorous look of mystery in the eye. Here I am, Sheldon. You look terrific. Was my bus pridefully erect? Almost. No, 
Now look at where you sit. Look at where you sit. You sit like a frog. Now, a, lady, a lady sits up high. The ankles and the ankles only. Neatly crossed, dainty, attentively leaning forward, the elbow on the knee, the look that says, what is it, Sheldon? What is it, Sheldon? <laughs> Not Sheldon. Sheldon. No, it's Sheldon. They forgot the O on his birth certificate. Legally, it's Sheldon. Sit up, sit up like a lady. I'm not a frog, Sheldon. Now, your voice. The most important thing in a woman is her voice. Your voice has a nasal whine. I talk nasal? I talk nasal. You hear that? I talk nasal. Yeah, that's a good voice for an ambulance, eh? The lady's voice is captivating with its beauty. It's in the mouth so that anything she says is interesting, captures the attention. The simplest phrase, how do you do? How do you do? You make a little bit more of it with a throat. How? How? Do you? Do you? When you laugh like a lady, a lady laughs with a bit of a titter. Oh, 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 How do you do? How do you do? Have you ever been to a leper colony? Oh. That's just a great scene. Really yeah. one of the, it's really one of the all-time great scenes. And it's just it shows a side of Penny Marshall we haven't seen before i mean just this whole episode you know i guess it's fitting because it's her last uh it's not chronology in the chronology we'll yeah. talk about that later um but it's also a shame that it's like she i wish it makes me wish they that she did even more in the whole series because this is like really she's in character the whole time but she's actually uh displaying her own that she can do the uh you know the parody upper class accent and walk she can do it as an actress but she's doing it in the person of myrna which is very skillful the way she does that and really really funny yeah she's she's really good in the scene and and tony they, they just work so well together yes by the way do you, i noted the song he starts singing oh, me I'm too i was looking it up thank yes. goodness they did not cut yes. that out yes yes they would have had to splice up the scene you say what it is yeah it is a song called Lovely to Look At by yes. Jerome Kern. Yes. Kern and Dorothy Fields, which it dates from the mid-30s, and it probably was is not was not public domain and is not now yet. So thank God they like kept it. The they were hoping that did you from, say the movie Roberta? You said that? Yes. Okay. Yes. No, I did not. You you oh. may say that. Okay. It's for the movie Roberta. <laughs> and uh, um they uh maybe they let it go because she's talking over it as well. So now do you I feel like some of that scene was maybe not exactly what was on the script. I feel like there were ad-libs in there. Yeah. Well, you know what it reminds me of? This is what's great. This is just like the Felix and Oscar teaching scenes, coaching yeah. scenes. Yes, right? yes, yes. And instead of with Klugman, now Randall's doing it with uh, Penny Marshall. 
And it's not the only time I can think. Maybe with Murray, I guess there's some. Oh, we're coming up on that where he teaches him how to sing. Well, he doesn't. Um, this is the second one with Myrna because when she he was teaching her to do it. Oh, right, dancing. of course. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, course, I right. think the I I think what Myrna says was my bus probably erect. I feel like that was ad lib. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think they definitely developed it in a similar way that all those other scenes were through ad living and maybe even some on camera. Uh, and Penny Marshall had, I, I think, in her background when she started out as an actress, she did do a lot of uh, comedy classes and improv classes. So, um, and there's visuals in there. But the another great thing about the scene is we don't need to describe them. I think. Yeah. Either the people listening to this have seen it, <laughs> and, but in the audio you can kind of visualize what's happening. Right. Right. Uh, so we have a new scene. Uh, Oscar is in his office uh, pouring a cup of coffee. He sits down to type. We see Myrna in the background walk past the office window to his office, to the door of the office, doing that new walk, <laughs> uh, which, again, if you can't visualize it, you probably can if you're listening to the show. It's, you know It's her classy about. lady walk. Yes. Uh, long, slow strides, <laughs> her arms swinging gracefully. She says, good morning, Mr. Madison, in her new voice. Oscar says, you're late. She continues to walk to the desk doing that walk. And so Oscar says, what'd you do? Lose a heel off one of your shoes? Myrna says, very funny. Ho, 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 ho. Oscar <laughs> says, what is that? Ho, ho, ho. What is that? Myrna says, I'm practicing my titter. And Oscar says, practicing your what? What? <laughs> and the phone rings. Myrna answered it saying, how do you do? Mr. Addison's office. Yes, I shall. Shan't I? Toodaloo. <laughs> and Oscar says, who was that? Verda says, "Twas your bookie. <laughs> Oscar says, what he wants. And Verda says, if you do not pay up, your posterior will be in a sling. Oscar picks up a file and says, will you file this for me, please? And she said, I'd be delighted. And she does the walk over to him. <clears throat> And Oscar says, again, with the ostrich walk, look at this. I don't believe what's happening here. Well, Myrna, what are you doing? She walks back to her desk and says, how did you have your breakfast this morning? Straight or on the rocks? And Myrna says, you do carry on. And Oscar <laughs> says, what is it? And Myrna says, why? Whatever do you mean? Oscar says, what is with the prancing and the going? What is that? Mr. <clears throat> Myrna says, Mr. Unger is changing me over. How do you like it? Oscar says, I hate it. Then she goes back to her normal voice and says, I can't be a lady. I sit like a frog. I talk nasal and I have an unproud bust. Oscar says, then why do you do it? And Myrna says, because Mr. Unger said, and before she could finish, Oscar says, again with Mr. Unger, don't you know the man is a lunatic? You want to get Shelton back. You go to somebody who can do it for you. You want class. You go to a classy guy. And Myrna says, who's that? Oscar <laughs> looks at her and says, you're joking. <laughs> Myrna realizes that Oscar's talking about himself and he points <laughs> to him and says, oh. <laughs> and then in a weird move, he grabs the phone. I never noticed this. He grabs the phone oh. as if he's going to hit her with it. Oh. It's like yeah. a violent joke. It's a Ralph Cramden move, yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, anything to say about that scene? Otherwise, we're going to keep it just going. Well, it continues the previous scene, right? It's, uh, it's Penny Marshall just... Uh, hitting it out of the park so the next scene this is the one i don't really like as much we're back in the living room oscar says i'm telling you debbie's going to get shelled back for you all you need is a little sex appeal that's what she's here for just do everything she tells you listen to me will you okay 
So we, the scene widens out. We see a woman in a blue robe with her back to us who turns around, takes off her robe and has on just a bra top with a lot of shimmering like glass on it and a green skirt. Now this is Lynn Miller making her second appearance on the show after she was set up to date Oscar in the Odyssey right. couple. She, it's uh, the belly dancer. Right. Clearly playing a different <laughs> belly dancer because Oscar doesn't say, hey, you're the... <laughs> hey, or, or does he? Went out. Well, no, because her name wasn't... Well, how does he know her? Right. How does he right. Know her? Well, her name wasn't Debbie in that episode, right? I mean, right. theoretically, they could have become friends, and now she's invited her over to teach yes. Myrna. Right. But I don't think her name was... Her name wasn't Debbie. Also, I be, uh, we hear her... She doesn't say much in this episode, but she speaks a little, and she doesn't have the Greek accent. No, no. And she's British. Well, we discussed this. And we discussed the real actress, Lynn is Miller, British. is yeah. British. Now, did you find this, though, right? That she that in the odyssey couple where she has a featured role she is billed as lynn miller but in this episode as well as yet another where the belly dancer yeah she you know she has another one with yeah. the belly dancer. she is billed as copy lindos oh that's under what, a different name i'm you saying, to imdb are you saying in the episode or are you saying on imdb no no on the imdb credits like she's using a different the actress is using a different name in this episode. Yes, as well as the, uh, what's the one that's coming up where she does. But how come now we're going to, doing this on real time here, but when I was looking up, when I was looking up the credits on IMDb, doing the yeah. research for the episode, I don't remember seeing. All right, Kathy here's Lennon. the deal. Here's, here's, let me make it clear. Yeah. So in Odyssey Couple, uh, uh, the role of Helen is played by. Helen, okay, that was her name. Lynn Miller. But then when she appears in this episode in Rain in Spain, Belly Dancer is played by Capi Lindos. And then in Odd Candidate coming up shortly, she's Gypsy as played by Capi Lindos again. So it seems like the way they maybe this is the way they're dealing with it. It's like, oh, it's not oh. the same girl he dated, the Greek girl. This is a different actress. But on IMDb, it does say Lynn Miller as copy windows. Yes, IMDb has it, but okay, okay. But this right. makes me think the, the closing credits might have it. As I Kathy see. Windows. I and I did not look at the closing yeah. credit. Right. So it's weird that she's using a pseudonym just for her belly dancing roles. Uh, right, but she did the roles where she only does belly dance. Oh, I because the first episode she also acted, right? Okay, so uh, now even though this is a visual scene, this I'm gonna play it just because I feel like it's worth playing this this 90 seconds here. Oh my, she's got a thing in the belly button. I can't do that. I got an Audi. Just do what she says. Come Let's on. start with the arms first. Lift up your arms. Loose. More like a snake. Not like a cobra, like a regular snake. Come on. All right, let's try the shimmy. Bend your knees and shake. Wait a Come on, do it. You can do it. Come on. Look, can we try with the music? Maybe it'll inspire, okay? All right, we'll put it all together. This belly dancing will get Shelton back. I'm telling you.
I meant to set this up at the beginning, but in the middle of the scene, Murray comes in for no right. clear reason. <laughs> and he sees all this belly dancing training, starts to belly dance with Debbie. And that's when Oscar <laughs> says he does it better. And they get it on. Yeah. And I find I belly dancing, <laughs> I just find to be boring. And that's why I don't like the scene. It's saved by Al Molinaro, who makes entertainment. Yes. The belly dance, he doesn't go on too long. But just the whole idea that Oscar's going to have, that this is really serious that yeah this is going to say that somehow yeah, she's going to yeah. belly dance for shelton it's so stupid and boring and it's just so, like it's just an excuse to get lynn miller in the episode I don't right know. i don't and we this is still i think we came up with some theory about how she got into odyssey couple like she's this english actress who was doing some work in la but because she had this belly dancing skill that's how she got the job for Odyssey Couple. And like Gary Marshall just wants to keep using her all the time. It's, yeah. Um, it's... And they, and this also like feels like they, they want it, they needed to fill 90 seconds. Or right. Like two minutes which, in the episode, which they had so many things they could do. Oscar could do so many things to, right. to train or whatever, teach Myrna right, right. on, on how to do it, that it's, it is, it's a waste of time. It's, that's another reason I don't like the scene. It's like a missed opportunity. So we have a new scene. We are close up on Oscar sitting at the dining room table making a sandwich. We see three large pickles, a jar of mustard, wheat bread, bologna, and cheese. You're sure it was wheat bread? So it's interesting you ask that. I looked at the bread a few times. I'm familiar with breads. I, uh-huh. I eat a fair amount of bread. Yes. Try to cut back not as much. Okay. They usually do. Nothing this wrong is, with this that. Is, this is my Sheldon impression when he just oh, goes into um, minutia. Um, I, by process, I don't see what other bread it could be. It does seem odd for Oscar to eat. It could be white bread that's just in the lighting looks wheatish. What did you think of a different type of bread? Or are you just well, surprised? Yet again, Ted, I, I was not able to see in as granular detail, so to speak. Uh, as grain you know. granular detail granular <laughs> yes <laughs> so you're just you're surprised oscar would be eating wheat bread yes that that would be surprising i mean it's like unless it's the joke it's one of those things where like well i'm gonna have all these terrible cold cuts but at least i'm having it on wheat it looked to me like like the prop department or the the um what do you call it the catering what's the um, yeah sure no what's the name in in tv in production craft services craft services just had wheat bread yeah um, uh now the critical question though is he doing the 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 Oscar Madison special method of like two slices of bread well, about, for every? I'm about no, I'm about to oh, describe what he does. You're not done. Oh, you're not done. No, there's bologna on the bread. <laughs> he does not do what you're saying. There's right. just it's there's two pieces of bread that end up as the sandwich, but he does do something unusual here. There's bologna on the bread. Then he puts a cheese piece of cheese on top of the bologna. Then he puts two more pieces of bologna, and then he takes two full pickles uncut <laughs> whole pickles and puts them on top of the bologna i've okay. never seen that but i don't it didn't even remember this happening in this episode <laughs> and um, does he put another piece of bread on and top then, of he, then he puts then he puts uh another piece of bologna on top <laughs> of the pickles now <laughs> i'm not done yet first i'm going to say while he's doing this felix says i don't know how you can eat a time like this the poor girl's life is being ruined now Oscar puts mustard on the bread and then he makes the sandwich. So the right. sandwich has layers wow. of bologna and cheese, two giant pickles, uncut, and mustard on what I believe is wheat bread. <laughs> Oscar says, uh, I what did a great the best little physical comedy bit. I did the best I could do. 
Felix says, no, you didn't. You just gave up. Well, Unger doesn't give up. Now, Murray, work, Murray, Murray walks in and sits down, um, and that leads us to another scene here. What did you find out, Murray? Well, after exhaustive investigative work, I found that Sheldon, there's no O in that spelling. We know that. We know that, Murray. Where did he go? Where did he go? Imclick's Lodge. That's a resort hotel in the Catskills. Ah, how did you find that out? He left a note. I'm going to Imclick's Lodge. A good detective work, Murray. Good. So, so, what happened at Imclick's Lodge? Ah. Never seen a place with so much bad luck. The wind blew down the handball court. Somebody stole the canoe. The guy that leads Simon said stuttered. It took so long, everybody missed the happy hour. Murray, what about Sheldon? What happened to Sheldon? Oh, he had good luck. Yeah? What? What? Yeah, with girls. What girls? What girls? <laughs> Example? <laughs> Sybil Spitz. Female Caucasian, 5 feet, 710 pounds, and great legs. Murray, about Sheldon. Well, he was hanging around with two very sharp chicks. You know the rock type with silver confetti stuck on their confetti? face? Yeah. Glitter. Yeah, 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 flashy. Yeah. Yeah. That's what Sheldon likes? That's what Sheldon will get. Now I know I'm on the right track. Good work, Murray. So it's a funny scene, and in the middle there, or the beginning, um, Murray starts to eat the pickles, and that's where that. Right. <laughs> so Murray finds this note where? Um, I guess it's in plot. Did he go to Sheldon's apartment? So or? he how did he get in the apartment? I don't know. So the cop I, just goes. I guess they kind apartment. of skip some steps, but the joke, as always, is that Murray is not really a skilled detective, yes, but I a get, lucky one. <laughs> so I understand that. So, but then the New York City cop on his spare time drives up to the Catskills. Yeah, that is a bit of a stretch. Uh, and interviews people about a guy who they somehow remember after <laughs> all the people. Uh, there is no Imglick's Lodge, by the way. I can't even tell. Damn, sounds like a swinging place. It can't. I can't tell if it's based on something. Like, there's no real Catskills Lodge even back then that I can tell. Right. I mean, yeah, that, the funny thing, of course, the Catskills sounds like, you know, something for old people, but I am curious whether in the 70s there, it, it did did it cater to a younger swinging crowd. Right. But I can't tell if they were if they're like trying to allude to a certain place. I don't think they are. Okay. I don't awesome. know. I I I my, I don't my guess is that name might guess, sound like another or like Rick Middleman had a friend named Jerry Imcliffe oh, and he okay. just used that. That's I feel like that's where it is. Okay, so next scene, we meet Sheldon. Let's talk about who plays Sheldon before we get into the scene. So uh, uh, it's Penny Marshall's wife, uh, husband of three years, three plus years at this point, Rob Reiner. Who at the Rob, time, Rob, Rob, Rob Reiner, I've heard of him. So the time of this taping, 1974, he was the co-star of the season four now of the number one show in the country. And one of the most impactful. Oh, wait a second. I completely forgot the beginning. <laughs> My God, I, how did I miss this? I answered you specifically. I I wasn't joking before. Oh, you weren't. I, I was weren't. joking. I, I was trying to think of what you're getting at. <laughs> and I and, thought you were playing along with the joke, I, but there was no I, way that all the family would come up again in this episode. I knew you were getting at something, <laughs> and somehow I couldn't figure out that what you're getting at. <laughs> and I thought about it. I said, no, there's no... I was thinking, like, is there some 
guest star on this episode? I, I really, I couldn't think of it. I feel so stupid. I didn't have to tell the audience this. I could have just pretended that I was going on with it, but I can't do that. That's not my personality. I really didn't. It somehow, as always, we appreciate your honesty. I could. I, I'm so. I feel so silly. Anyway, um, so uh, <laughs> so he's so, so he he was on said show. <laughs> he was on said show. Uh, you know, and I started the episode not even saying about all the family because of this either. <laughs> well, because, I, that I believe. That yeah, because you brought you up where we mind. were. Yeah, yeah. No, you had it on your mind, but I, I, I. <laughs> yeah, you could did not escape my. Of course, uh, any, any, This is where this is where it was been heading all along. Right. right. So, um, at the time of this taping, this show had fifty percent of all viewers who were watching TV on Saturday nights. This was back in the day when Saturday night was a big night for television. That happened all the way through the 80s. Golden Girls was on Saturday nights. Hunter was on Saturday night. And at the time, CBS had this massive lineup on Saturday nights. Um, so he really was one of the biggest stars on TV and in the country at the time, in addition to being married to Penny Marshall. That's so uh, wild that they, I mean, knowing who they became, both not only sitcom stars, but major Hollywood directors. Yes, yeah. Uh, that they got married apparently right as both their both they bo both right when they both got these key roles uh that uh i noticed it was like 1971 that they got married and yeah i guess they were going out going out a little before that but she got married like right around the time she started playing myrna and i assume when he started playing meathead it was they were going out at least yeah so uh so they were like this power couple i guess <laughs> kind of in hollywood and uh, that's just wild that they were married. And, you know, I, I don't think he did, a, like, I, I think it was a big deal that, and I don't know if they had any control, that CBS allowed their, oh, yeah, right. one of their biggest stars to be on ABC on, mm. a, on a rival show. I mean, it's a show that, you know, wasn't a threat to all in the family in any way. Um, but the fact that another network was back in the day, like mm -hmm. it was a big deal to be on another network back, you know, Johnny Carson used to have to say to guests who weren't on NBC shows, who was on another, you know, a show on another. Mm -hmm. network. Yes, right, even, right, right. Couldn't it even will be appearing that. on another network. Yeah. Right. Um, so when we see him, he does not look like Meathead. He has a big afro on. He's got mutton chops mm -hmm. and he's wearing denim with beads all over it studded denim all right so we'll play the scene it starts with the door ringing and oscar there's a little pause at the beginning because oscar's running to go answer the door yeah oh, I, I... Nobody here. I couldn't hear. You. I was in the bedroom. What do you want? I'm Sheldon Stimler. Sheldon? You got that name right. Most people leave in the O. Come in, Sheldon. I thought Myrna would be here. She left a message on her service, so it's I. Now with my roommate Felix, you'll be right back. Sit down. Uh, maybe I should leave a note. You left enough notes already. Sit down. I don't understand you, Sheldon. I mean, Murder's one of the greatest girls in New York. She's great. She's cute. She's cute. She's funny. Funny. I mean, it's very hard to find girls like Murder. Hard to find. You know, you're saying a lot of nice things about her. Why not? I'm in love with her. Then why did you run out on her? I strayed. I strayed. I was wrong. What an experience. What happened? Well, I, I went up to that Inglix Lodge and, uh, 
Yeah, you didn't like it? Well, it, it was okay. The food was good, hot, plenty of it, and uh, the show was tops. Jerry Vale and Corbett Monica, you can't beat them. <laughs> uh, they, 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 they always put on a good show. They got that chemistry. Well, you forget about the chemistry. What happened after the show? Well, after the show, you go to the bar, you know, to meet girls, and I, I met a few girls, and they were nice, but uh, they were all flashy. There was the... There was no substance. They were insubstantial. Phony. Phony, that's it. They were all phony, every single one of them. But not Myrna, no. No, Myrna. Myrna happens to be very, very real. You wouldn't catch Myrna in a place like that, no, sir. Well, how many girls did you meet up there? About 200. <laughs> 200 girls? So when I stray, I stray. But I felt like such a jerk. I mean, this isn't the real me. This isn't the way I dress. You know, of all those 200 people I met up there, not one single person there had their own hair, including me. That's phony. You see those mutton shops, those sideburns there? Try that. No. That's phony. Look phony. Look that one there. No. Phony. They're all. No, that, oh, that's real. That's real. That looks so phony. Yeah, no, no, that, that was real. Oh, I cannot emphasize this enough, Mr. Madison. Myrna is very, very real. I hope she'll take me back. What do you think, Mr. Madison? You, you, you know women. You, th you think I got a chance with her? Oh, I think you got a very good shot, but. Let me prepare her, okay? Look, why don't you go wash all the glue off and all that Ooh, stuff? Oh, right? yeah, yeah, in the bathroom. Go in there, right? Yeah. Oh, and show them. Yeah. The earring, you'll take it off. Oh, yeah, off. thanks. Two hundred girls. <laughs> Skirt, prepare for a great surprise. The new Myrna. obviously recognizes how could they not rob reiner gives them applause at the beginning i love when he gets into the food and music hot plenty of it jerry vale corbett monica uh, <laughs> he's given a yelp review of it. <laughs> um so what's interesting to me is that he takes off the afro wig hmm. he's quite balding and any fan who's watching this of all in the family will now realize that as mike stiffick he's wearing a to pay, which I don't hmm. know the audience of All in the Family realized because I don't, they weren't that familiar with 
of Rob Reiner. So now they're by, and I think that's pretty brave in a way yeah. of going on the show, showing your real hair and saying that your other character that mm. 40 million people are watching every week is wearing a toupee. Ironically, it is Jack Hugman pulling yes. off that hair who also <laughs> has the same thing, but he did the same thing. He was on, yep. when he was on match game early on, because Brett Summers asked him to go on, he goes on without his toupee. Oh. And, and this is either in between maybe Quincy and Odd Couple. Um, but I, I think that's interesting because like William Shatner never does that. And yeah. I think there's a lot of men, especially young men who don't sure. want to show their hair. Yeah, uh, I forget, as Meathead does, I, uh, see, because it's been so long since I've seen well, All in the Family. So save this how for the much, next podcast. How much hair does he have as Meathead? Well, not, he doesn't have like a full head of hair. Um, he does have a full head of hair. Oh, okay. The backstory of Meathead is that he is a very uh, um, hippie guy. He's a hippie, he's got, yeah. He's right. got a beard, he's got yeah, very right. like full, and then later he, he becomes a little more cleaned up, he goes to college, but he has a full right. head of hair. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. He does, and it obviously is a, is a toupee. Um, so Jerry Vale, I, maybe most people know that name, was a very popular Italian singer-actor who did Vegas and did the Catskills. And Corbett Monica was a Borscht Belt comedian who appeared frequently on Ed Sullivan, guest-hosted for Johnny Carson, which must have been in the early days of Carson, did Vegas and did touring, and he did open for Jerry Vale. Now, you notice the mistake Jack Klugman make. I, I think over Zoom, I could see you nodding mm -hmm. on it. Yes. Where he refers to Corbett Monica and then says, and the comedian, what's his name? And the singer, right. Jerry Vale. I think he was trying to simply say Jerry Vale and Corbett Monica. Yeah, he could. He blanked on the names. He blanked yeah. on the names and put in this other comedian that doesn't <laughs> exist. Yeah. Um, and when Myrna walks in, she's wearing this very, she's wearing also wearing an Afro wig. She's got a fake mole and she's in this very flashy outfit <laughs> because that's what, Felix thinks Sheldon wants. And there's a funny visual where they're both on opposite ends of the couch trying to get to each right. other and they can't figure out which way to go. And it's very funny. That's a great scene. Rob Reiner is fantastic. She, that accent he does for Sheldon is great. It is right. That's, that is an accent he's doing. Yes. I feel like he's trying to talk more like Myrna. I think he's doing kind of Myrna's intonation, the, the Marshall family intonation. He's kind of imitating the Marshall family. Oh, maybe a little bit, sure. Because it's not how Rob Reiner talks, right? No, it's not how Rob Reiner talks. Um, so now we're at a tag, which obviously is based on what happens in this tag is weeks or months later, uh, we're in the living room with Felix, Oscar, and Myrna. And Felix says, well, Myrna, it was a beautiful wedding. And they both kiss her on the cheek. And Myrna says, I wanted to stop by and give a special goodbye because, all, because of all you've done for me. And Felix says, ah, nothing. Oscar says, where's Sheldon? And Myrna says, oh, he's in the car. My family's going to drive us to the airport. Mr. M, I'm quitting my job. Oscar is surprised at this and says, what? And Myrna says, it's Sheldon's idea. Felix says, old-fashioned husband, huh? Doesn't want his wife to work. Myrna says, no, he wants me to get a better job. Felix says, aha. Then the doorbell rings and we'll let it go from there. Come in. You ready, Myrna? Sheldon's waiting in the car. Okay. Um, oh, you've never met my family. No. This is my sister, Verna Turner, and my brother, Werner Turner. How do you do? Hello. 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 Sounds like stereo.
course, that is Brittany Marshall's real life siblings, Ronnie Marshall, his, her sister, and Gary Marshall, the showrunner. Um, Ronnie did work in TV. She worked her way up the ladder. She was on assistant on some of Gary Marshall's shows, casting, and then became a producer in her own right, working on shows not related to Gary Marshall. Um, and that's a very funny bit at the end. Yeah, unforgettable, right? It's uh, it's a very brief scene. It's, it's funny to go back and see how brief it is. Like, it's just Do you think the quick... audience knew even Good Gary question. Marshall? This, the Good studio question. audience. I, won't, yeah. I don't think, I bet the live audience, I'm sorry, I bet the TV audience probably didn't really realize it was, unless it was like in TV Guide. Like, you know the close-ups they used to do in TV Guide? Uh, Did you ever yeah. read TV Guide? They, used, no. they would do a close-up. <laughs> they would do okay. a close-up. Like, like a, a blurb. Okay. It was like a call-out. Sidebar. Like, yes, like a, yeah, like a good size section of a page. And they'd call out special episodes. So either, I see. Okay. if it wasn't there, but I wonder if the, audience in the studio i guess they probably right. i wonder if gary marshall probably warmed them up is my guess or is that no, i you know, know i should look into that i think but he, he was a gary marshall did his origins were as a stand-up comic and he certainly was capable of doing that i bet he, he certainly would have been a presence he would have been a presence on the set every yeah. day every shooting um but whether they knew they were siblings is another question. Now they are billed. Are they billed right in the closing yes. credits? Yeah, they are. Okay. I believe. So that's one way if anyone paid attention. But what's great is that it's no, no. Uh, I'm sorry. According oh. to IMDb, it's uncredited. Okay. No, they're not. Ah, billed. well, there you go. So uh, what's great about this casting stunt, in a way, is that um, yes, if you know it's them, it's a great inside joke. But actually, if you don't know it's them, it's yeah. still really hilarious. It is <laughs> because yes. you think about where did they find these actors who who are just like Myrna? Yeah, and look so, like her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, according to a New York Times article from 1992, when they were interviewing her or doing an article about a league of their own, that article says that she left the Odd Couple at this time because she was passed over for a $100 per week raise that Paramount was giving supporting players on its shows in general. Hmm. Um, but she does make another appearance later uh, in the Two for the Isle episode, three months from now. Now, did you look in that 25-year anniversary book? I did indeed. To sir. find the production and, uh, order? Yes. And let me just give you, without going into too much detail now, Season five production, season five air date and versus production order is insane. Um, so your suspicions are correct. Two on the Isle was actually filmed before this. Uh, and that's because, all right, so when last we met, we ended season four, right, with uh, one for the bunny. Yes. Right? Yeah. What uh, I never knew before was that they kept filming episodes. They filmed three more episodes. They put three more in the can before uh, while they were on set. Uh, and Two on the Isle was one of them. So that's oh. why Penny Marshall is in that. Okay. Now, and I'll update uh, us as we go along about like where those episodes ended up. But here's even crazier is that they, by the time they started season five, this is actually the fifth episode that they taped for season five. So they did four others before this. My uh, guess is that, that that was all based on Rob Reiner's availability. Probably. Yeah, good point. And that they smartly waited to make this the season five premiere, which was smart, right? 
uh, to make it an event, kind of. Yeah. So she, she, I didn't know she left the show to do just because she have a hundred hour per week raise that she didn't get. Uh, from there, she went on to uh, a failed sitcom called Paul Sand and Friends and Lovers. Paul Sand is a Tony Award winning actor who I'm shocked. I'm, I've seen that name reading TV books all my life that he got his name in the opening, in the title of the show for a guy <laughs> who's really not that well known, yeah. even then. Um, that only lasted 13 episodes, which ended up great for her, obviously for Penny Marshall, because it allowed her to be available to play Laverne. And that's a whole other story. Uh, and and this is not the last we've seen of, in fact, it's not only the last we've seen of Myrna, but I believe in the episodes later on where there's an African-American secretary for her replacement. Yeah. I think she references that she's filling in for Myrna. We'll have to go check that. Yeah. Maybe she just says she's That's a fill in or something, but I feel like Myrna's reference. But it is funny because in that scene we just played, like she's pretty final about it. Yeah. Which is also kind of, kind of a, a bit rude to Oscar to suddenly drop that on. Him. Yeah. I figured Oscar would have known before <laughs> the goodbye. With no notice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we should also mention that that Reiner and Penny Marshall did get divorced in the early 80s, yeah. I believe. So they were married for about 10 years through the 70s, but they stayed close, I believe, uh, throughout the, and the grandkids together. and stuff. Yes, throughout yes. the remaining decades. Um, so I enjoy this episode a lot. Um, I give it four and a half Murray's. Um, I think if the belly dance, if there was a different scene than the belly dancing, something better. I could could have given it a five because it's so it's so so many highlights, um, but the belly dancing just sags. No pun intended. In the middle, um, feel oh, the reason. Oh, oh, the reason I love. I mean, the, so all the highlights. Felix's teacher, which is always great. Yep. It's got Myrna and Murray in it. Uh, great guest appearance. One of the best. Yes. And there's just so many funny lines. Oh, and and even a guest appearance by that. Funny little football player. Yes. Garo, oh, you're pretty. I don't, you don't need to demean him. I'm sure. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, a little role. Yes. He's passed away, by the way. Yeah. Garrow, oh, that's too bad. Uh, so uh, that's four and a half, four and a half Murray's for me. A very enjoyable episode. Yeah. I would say, uh, you know, I guess I'm more forgiving of the belly dancer bit uh, if that's all that's holding you back. Uh, I would, I would give this a five. Uh, I, uh, it's a very memorable episode. It's a great, it's one of those instances when sometimes I don't like self-referential stuff. And this isn't so much self-referential, but it's one that's in, when you know the off-screen personalities, it you know becomes special uh, with uh, her and Reiner's relationship and then the Gary Marshall cameo at the end. By the way, Gary Marshall's second cameo yes he was a drummer you count his appearance as yes, a drummer, a drummer. yes and his and he will have another one coming up yeah in season five yeah um so yeah for all the reasons you say it's just uh uh penny marshall's fantastic performance going out on uh, going out with a band um there's also the, i love that it's it's some of the classic episodes of this far that everything comes to a head. Sheldon comes just as Felix thinks he's finally solved the problem by dressing Myrna up as some kind of um, soul soul train <laughs> dancer. Oh yeah, that's a good that's a good reference there. Yeah, <laughs> that she suddenly has to take that whole costume off <laughs> uh, because of Sheldon. It just has that wonderful farcical energy. Can I say something? I'll say one more thing about the uh, the tag scene that I learned 
looking at the great Edward Gross's 25th anniversary Odd Couple Companion, uh, where he interviews uh, a lot of behind the scenes players about episodes. And Mark Rothman, one of the head writers, mentions this about this tag, but it says it about that it's true about almost all their tags. He says that we used to write the tags to the show while we were shooting in front of an audience because uh, uh, they were that the most of the texts were written at the last minute because they, meaning not just Gary Marshall, but Jack and Tony liked it that way. And which kind of explains like sometimes the tags seem really random. Yeah, I didn't know <laughs> And that. short. And it's like they kind of improvs ad lib something at the end. Uh, I, I suspect that can't be true every time. Sometimes it's clearly written, but with a setup and everything. But it just shows that they kind of, as they were revising the scripts a lot, sometimes the tag was the last thing. And this is, he's using this as an example of that because it makes sense. It's like Gary's here and uh, the Gary's other sister, um, Ronnie. What's her name? Ronnie. Um, is Ronnie. also working on the show. She's on set. Ronnie. Right. Say the name. Ronnie. Yeah, she's on set as yeah, an right. assistant. Ronnie Marshall. Well, if that's uh, she's on set as an assistant on the show, that's a so last minute right there. If that's the last minute, it's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, that's really brilliant. Um, all right, so okay, yeah, so it's one of our one of our favorites. If you have any feedback for us, um, or comments, or questions, or praises, or complaints, you can email us at mostly praises. I think yes, would be right, appropriate. Uh, 1049pod at gmail.com. And we thank you for, I listen to other podcasts where they always thank their listeners for listening. I don't think I do that or you do that either. So we'll thank everyone for listening for the last year and a half. And we definitely that we'll, yes. that uh, you'll enjoy our final season. And I hope you'll stay with us when we do uh, 704 Hauser Street and All in the Family podcast. Um, is that where they live? It is where they live. Do you know there's an All in the Family reference, direct reference in this in this episode? There's a clear connection between this episode and all the family. Did you know that? I vaguely remember talking about that. Yeah. Garrett, I strayed. Keek. Keek.